It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So guys, let's get to uh, let's guys get, let's get to some Browns talk. Um, you know, we we talked a little bit about it uh, earlier in the show. We kind of teased it. Uh, training camp is less than a couple of weeks away. I was talking to Tyrus before we got on, and and now it seems like it's starting to be a little more tangible. You get a little feeling, a little fuzzy feeling. Um, and the topic of the day is which Browns player do you think is going to have a really Good breakout season, right? As far as preseason, oh pre-season, pre-season. okay. Training right. <laughs> camp, all Americans, right? You know, okay. we have seen them. Say it like uh, that. You yeah. have a good summer league. Yeah, like summer that. league. Yeah, the summer league is the same thing. So I'm glad I got Jason here, so we can talk about. Well, I think don't matter. I think that who the who I think and who needs to is two totally different things. Okay. I think who needs to have one is two guys that come to mind: um, Jerome Ford. Okay. Obviously, he, him be he's gonna be the backup to Nick Chubb if he comes out there and have a, a really good preseason because he had one last year. It was a really good preseason. It was solid. wasn't nothing crazy, but it was a solid preseason. He needs to show that he can continue to grow. He's gotten better in this preseason because he's gonna be a guy that's gonna be in there this year. You know, Nick Chubb can't go every play, so when he's not in, Jerome Ford is gonna be the guy that's in. Um, we need to see him be able to be comfortable catching the ball out of the backfield. And can he make plays with when they give him the ball on the handout? Obviously, it's going to be they're going to try to keep it very vanilla because you don't want to show your game plan and what you're going to be doing. But we might see a little bit bits of glimpses of what the new offense could potentially look like. I just want to see if he's in there. Can he handle that load that he'd have to take? Um, but another guy to move off of Jerome for who I think will have a good preseason would be. I think it's going to be David Bell. I think David Bell is one of those guys who knows that they've brought in a lot of wide receivers. They know this is a make or break years. That last spot for wide receivers is still up in the air. And I do believe that he is a good playmaker. I think if he's really worked on his route running this offseason and found a way to create separation, because I think catching the ball, he's always been good catching the ball. I mean, last year in camp, he went weeks without dropping the pass. So him catching the ball was never the problem. Obviously, the 4-6 speed is a problem, but if he can run routes, get in and out of his cuts, he's a guy that they want to keep on this roster because they see something with him in the future, and he's going to need to come in there and, and expel uh, Elijah Moore at times when Marquise Goodwin isn't in there. So I think he has to have a good preseason. This is this should be an easy July 12th question, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is simple. Who's going to have the best preseason? Who's going to stand out? But I think it's a little bit more complicated than that because – in the past, Kevin Stefanski doesn't play as starters, right? Right. And I just wonder if that's going to hold this time around. Is, is there a need to play these guys more because you've got Deshaun now for mm-hmm. the whole season and you got to get him ready? So is joint practices in Philly enough? Is training camp enough? The, the in-week stuff, is that enough? Or do you need to see it more? Because that's going to dictate the answer. If you're playing the starters more, I'm going to take Elijah Moore. Mm-hmm. as a guy who I think would probably have, I expect to have a good preseason. 
But if we're going on the same routine of they're not going to play a lot of the starters, that's the way I'm going. I'm with you on Jerome Ford. I think I think it's Jerome Ford. I think he's going to get the bulk of the carries, and, and that's the guy. But I just I just wonder. I mean, Deshaun played the one series, the the first mm. quarter at Jacksonville, right? Mm. He had a couple series, yeah, two series, and that was it. Yep. And and they really shut down the starters. And Kevin very much is the new school coach in that approach of we're not going to take any chances. We're not going to get anybody hurt. I just wonder, though, with everything that's at stake this year, and we all know it, and they know it. They feel it. They know it. Do you need to play Deshaun more in the preseason? Do you need to get these guys reps? I don't have the answer. I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to make a case one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It's July 12th. I don't know yet. But I just think that this is one training camp where maybe it's worth having the conversation of how much do you play these guys. Yeah. And so that makes it – it makes it a lot harder to answer that question for me. You you hit on something, and I think this is going to be a major thing throughout the rest of the uh, the rest of the training camp, the start of training camp, throughout the preseason games. How much is enough reps? Um, and, and you know they're going to look at it both ways, right? There's some team I saw Andy Reid last year. Andy Reid was playing Patrick Mahomes. They traditionally play their guys. There's a lot of different ways and different thoughts you can think about it. You can say, hey, we want to make sure that we get Deshaun. Um, you know, all the most reps we can, but you know how he does it. If the first team line ain't playing, he's not going to play. That's exactly right. right. He That's ain't going to exactly play John right. Watson. So that means Conklin and, and, and there's a lot of got Jed Wills. And we saw what happened in the Jacksonville game. You lost your center on the opening play. Yeah. Now it worked out okay because you got posted. But, but how often does but, that happen? But the, the, do you know what, though? The way that their schedule is aligned this year, it wouldn't be bad for them to play more in the preseason. Now, you got a, you got an extra game with the with the Hall of Fame game, which none of the starters is going to play anyway. So yeah. you thinking that you turn it on and seeing DW4 in the in the Hall of Fame game, you're Come sadly on, man, mistaken. I need that. It's not, it's hey, not happening. It's I, not I, happening. I, I'm not even going to So don't even. Up. Let's just go ahead and scratch that. We got three <laughs> games left. I would like to. They need Deshaun Watson and that offense to play a lot in those two those two not the last game but the two games they definitely need to play a lot because you got you get the bye week earlier in the preseason so you got a chance to reset yeah it's going to take a toll on the body a little bit but that since that bye week is so early you can hit the reset button refresh and then get ready for prepare yourself for the rest of the season so it wouldn't be a bad thing for them to at least get a ton of rest they should at least the first game they should at least go a quarter the second game they should go at least halftime i'll say this if they play enough i think the person um, that plays the best is probably going to be Deshaun Watson because what will happen is we're not used to seeing we, we got very we mixed expectation levels, right? Mm-hmm. The six games obviously plays a role, right? But one of the things that you look they're going to be vanilla they're not going to do anything too crazy, but if they get the ball and move downfield the last thing, thing that you have in your mouth is Oh, Deshaun Watson and offense look good on that drive. Mm-hmm. It'll if he can play well in the preseason, and I know it's just a preseason. You still are going to want to see it in the regular season. You still it will be kind of apprehensive because you know what kind of schedule you got coming up. Yeah, but I think it'll give the fans a little a little res- reservations. For it'll sure. calm a little bit yeah. to see. Oh, okay, this looks a lot different from last year because last year looked like he was unready. He was he was you yeah. know under duress. He was a little. You know, I would even say flustered a little bit. He yeah. was running around a little more than I thought. Well, he would. I think I think that is this is a it's a loaded question because we don't know how they're gonna play the the starters. If the starters gonna play or not does matter to who needs to have a who we think will have a good preseason. I mean, if you flip it defensively, 
I think the both all linebackers because because all of them coming off of injuries I and I need to. That's what see. Play. That's what I'm saying. So I need to know if, if they go <laughs> practice is they gonna play in these games because they are a piece of this this puzzle. If they we need good linebacker play now. Granted, the secondary should be good with with the additions of Juan Thornhill. They're having a true post safety. You still got your guys coming back at the corner position and you read you did their D line. So they gonna get after the quarterback regardless who's in there, which I want to see in the, in the preseason. This should be with Jim Schwartz calling the plays, even though it's going to be vanilla. You want to see the pass rush. That's literally all he wants. You want to see the pass rush. You want to make sure that they can stop the run though because those are two things that we didn't really get a chance to see. So defensively, I want to see that. But the linebackers is my everybody's biggest concern because they was hurt at the end of the season. Every last one of them coming off an injury. I don't even know who's the starting linebackers right now. I know JOK is going to be out there, but I don't know who's the starting Mike and the starting Mike is the voice of the defense. You need that guy out there to be really good. If Anthony Walker is not going to be that guy at the beginning of the preseason or at the beginning of the season, then who is? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Um, Earl, you had something really quickly as well. So as I'm hearing this conversation, I'm thinking about a guy like Maurice Hurst, right? Who we know that there's some potential there. He hasn't played in a minute, but from everything I've heard, when you talk about <coughs> guys getting off that defensive line, Mo Hurst has been one of the guys. And then a guy like Harrison Bryant, right, who who came into this, uh, came on his team uh, with a pretty solid college career and kind of have not really lived up to it. And then for the Browns to go get another tight end in a free agency, I'm interested <coughs> to see how he's going to be in preseason. I think he's he's prime example of trade, a trade candidate towards the end of the preseason. If he goes out there and he shows some glimpses, you know, I think they really do want to run. Now, Kevin Stefanski loved tight ends, so he would roll this season with three of them. Don't get me wrong. But if he did, if he changes his mind and somebody is interested and high on him as a tight end, because I think he was the maxi award winner, he right? Was, he was. Yeah, and he's had glimpses. He has moment in the league where he's really shine. He can become a guy who you can trade away and get, you know, some, maybe some picks for maybe a player that depending on how it looks in preseason, you'll be able to get some depth at a position, but he is a guy that can be a potential trade candidate. You know, you mentioned something earlier about the schedule and I, I just did a quick glance in 2020. They opened with two divisional games back to back Kevin's first year 2017. They opened with two back to back and three of their first four like this year, but they went 0 and 16. There were no expectations wow. on that 2017 team. It's unbelievably critical, obviously, to get off to a quick start this yes. year when you have two division games through your first four. You could be fired at, at the bye week. I keep saying this is setting <laughs> up to be a bye week firing. Yeah. It really is. Like, oh, this is a really hard start. Like, these guys have to be ready to go week one. And it just feels like a lot of times we've gotten to the point in the NFL where week one is sort of the feel yeah. out. It's, like the, it's out. like the first three weeks has been like they still trying I mean, to figure this, it out. They don't tough. have time. For no, they don't. Year. No, they, they don't. don't have time for week one to be a feel it out, work out the kinks. They have to be ready to go at week one. And 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 if you, you're the organization, you're the Haslam's. If you look at the week, the first four weeks, you got three games at home, so it's not like there's That's not as if you, That's another good point. you it's not as if if okay they start off with division foes they're all on the road it's tough to win on the road in the NFL but if you got these three home games and you're looking around you're saying well look we started off slow we got the bye week and another thing that really sets up for a move um, to you know move off Kevin Stefanski in the middle of the year is now. 
they have a whole system set up where before it will say, well, who are you going to go get? Who's going to coach with last year with Joe Woods and Prefer? Now, you got ADP. <laughs> he's ready to take over the offense. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Bubba Ventrone is the associate head coach or assistant head coach. Uh, and, and then you talk about Jim Schwartz has already been a head coach in the league and already has the, he knows how to take care of the side of the football. So there will not be any qualms about well, it's just going to be we're going to turn this into a minor league program because we don't have nobody to take over the reins. And I don't want to make this conversation a get rid of Kevin Stefanski middle of the year, but it does it does say a lot about what you need to be doing and performing at a certain level no, I come think, week one. I definitely think that they went into this offseason prepared for if they did fire Kevin, they would have a replacement. One of those guys that you just named. Like Jim Schwartz. So, yeah, Schwartz would probably be the interim for the rest of the season. So I think that they would be fine there, but I still believe that the play calling would be the scariest part because I do believe, although, like I said, it was questionable things he did last year, I understood why he did what he did in certain situations. Now, if it would have worked, he would have looked like a genius, but a lot of the times it didn't. So I think that the play caller might be a little skewed a little bit, but AVP has had shown that he's obviously that Raiders game in the COVID year. He did a really good job. The playoff game against the Steelers, he really did. A, he called a really good game, so he can get it done there. But I do believe that this front office have went into it with if we do have to plant fire Kevin, we do have the next guy I, or the guy that can get us through the rest of this. Season. I'm gonna keep it real. Let me just be honest with you. Let me be honest. I'm, as you guys were sitting, sitting there telling me, I was going to play the G. Bush role today where I wasn't going to say nothing inflammatory. I wasn't going to do none of that. I was going to just say you got to wait and see and do it. I said, but I'm not going to do that right now because you, you just did something. If I'm Kevin Stefanski, I really might just say, <coughs> I'm not going to play Deshaun Watson maybe in the Hall of Fame game, but I play him the rest of the three games. Not, not the three. And hear, me, hear, me, hear me out. Two. Hear me out. The reason I play him Twofold. I need to see you in mid form oh, today. I, I said that's what I said. Right starting now. it off. Like. And <laughs> if he did, for some strange reason, get hurt, I could always go to the Haslam and say, "Listen, you can't get rid of me, dog." Look, look, listen. He, I didn't have him last year. I'm trying to get the kid ready. Guess what? He got hurt. We sat back a little bit. That's just no. freak accident. That, that is freak accident. I, that's not going. I, I, so that's if, not if, if that's out of the picture, existence. if that's out of the picture, Tyvis, and I'm playing the Ravens and the Steelers the first, I need I need midseason uh, Watson, and, and I'm making up for missed time. I played him all the games. Well, I'm lie. well, Earl says he got something to say about what you talking about. Why is it that me and Jason are the only people that feel like that Kevin Stefanski not going anywhere? I really do. I really believe that no matter how this season starts, if he go 0-4 in them first game, he out of here. I don't care I, what you talking so. about. I just don't think so. I, I, <laughs> okay. For whatever reason, okay. I don't think so. No, I, don't, and I, don't, I don't put me in your boat. <laughs> Go, Earl, do you understand that if they go 0-4 in the it's the first four games for the bye week, right? Yeah. They go 0-4. You down in the division and you down in the AFC. Your chances of coming back is slim to well, none. Call me crazy. So, I just don't believe we're gonna be no, in that situation. No. Well, I don't. I don't. Think I'm not saying either. we are. I'm not either. saying we are. But if are. we are, oh yeah, see, he go. I'm gonna just tell you that right now because they yeah. have addressed everything about this team. They think they got the quarterback. They got the line. They got the receivers. They got the defense. They got the coaches. If it doesn't work, it's him. It, nah, it, nah, it's, nah. That's the only thing and you can change. They've been on. They've been in a lockstep up to this point. 
I'd say Andrew Barry might not be going nowhere. <laughs> right. Andrew Barry might not, might. Like, they might not blow everything Well, you're out. not going to fire your GM midseason usually. Right. So, what good does that do? So, so, and here's the thing, too. You know you automatically get a bump. You get a bump every every time a new coach come in, the new voice is there, they'll win a couple <laughs> games they shouldn't win. Now all of a sudden people is looking around like, oh wow, this is what a team could be. Look like if Schwartz or somebody else takes over. But make no bones about it. The way the pecking order goes <laughs> is just how they got Baker up out of here. <laughs> you said what they want. They say he set him up. It wasn't what it was. <laughs> it was. What what it was. was. They, they were like, listen, you know, <clears throat> they went to the front office and said, you know. We're a new organization. We're a new regime. And you know what the unwritten rule is. We get to choose our quarterback. Yes. Now, if that quarterback does not work. Well, there's no new regime who's going to choose their quarterback in Cleveland for the next five years. <laughs> yeah, so the quarterback fair. is yeah, here. Now, he posted. He's I'm, here. Like I say, I, 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 will, I will leave it with this. The Cleveland Browns season is going to come down. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. They're going to be playing Cincinnati at home. In Cleveland. The first game's in Cleveland, right? Yep. They're going to be playing Cincinnati at home. Some adversity is going to hit. It's going to be a point of that game where something's going to happen. And it's going to look bad, and it's going to be one or two responses. It's going to be some guys that might come out there and say, here we go again, New Year, same stuff. But you praying that the fact that you win and you got a Juan Thornhill, you got a Zadarius Smith, you got, the, you got a Jim Schwartz, you got these new voices, that when that thought comes into these players' minds, that they nip it in the bud and say, that's not happening. I don't care what happened. Like Juan Thornhill does a great job on Twitter saying, I don't care what happened before me. It's new. It's different. He got to keep that same energy and be that guy when something happens in that Cincinnati game because it's going to – it's so easy to just fall back the old ways. It's change is hard. It's, it's extremely hard. A lot of people don't want to do it. It's so easy to just come up there on Sundays and collect a check, no matter if we win or lose. But it's going to take them new leaders and them new voices to come in there and get everybody on the page like we not accepting this mediocrity. We not about to lose. We are as, our roster is better than Cincinnati's. Yeah, they got Joe Burrow. They got Jamar Chase, but we are better than them outside of that. We have to come up and step up and make plays and win this game because if they win that game against Cincinnati in Cleveland, Woo. I think they. I think I think they can actually. I think they can get Cincinnati up out of here. No, they definitely can't. No, no, Cause well, Cincinnati gonna start they off do it slow. every year. Yeah, <laughs> they gonna know Cincinnati got a whole right. secondary that they trying to replace. You got to take advantage of. It. That's why you need D Watt to play in the preseason. So when we get against Cincinnati, you got to take advantage of their weaknesses before they figure it out. I just, to, yeah. to what you said earlier, I agree with. There's adversity in every game, right? Like yes. At some point. But when it's week one, it, it feels like week five or six is when you say, 
screw it, it's the same old Browns. Yeah. Week one, I would hope that there's enough optimism, optimism still. Yeah. It's not how, I mean, you know better than me. That's not how it works. Listen, man, it'd be people out there that'd be like, here we go again, same old stuff. I'm telling you, you got to stop it. You got to nip it in the bud right there because if you let it go, it's just going to continue. It's going to bleed on to the next so game. You got to nip it in the bud. The moment you hear somebody say that comment, the moment they body language look like that, you need to check them right then and there. Is that on guys who have been here or is that on the new guys? It's on. It's on the new guy because it's the guys who have the been guys who be, feel it. Exactly, the new guy has to be the one. That's why they went and did it. The new guy has to check it and be like, "Listen, we ain't. We not do." Jim Swartz is a, is respectable enough to say to call everybody up on defense and say, "We ain't. We not doing that." Yeah. I don't care what happened last year. We not doing that. You got to nip it in the bud. I'm telling you. If you I, if you let it go and you just turn the eye, it's just gonna bleed I, on to I, the next I, game. I specifically, mm-hmm. as I watch these dudes all the time. There's teams where they got a quarterback. They never play like that. Peyton Manning's teams never play like that. Tom's Brady's teams never play like that. When you watch Patrick Mahomes, they can be down by, by, by 24 points. And at any point, they just feel like they can score. They just can get back in the game. And that adversity is easily nipped in the bud if you say, defense just gave up a touchdown. Don't even worry about that. I got a touchdown right back for you. That would definitely. Yeah, that oh, that oh that'll definitely get you back oh, on. Right, <laughs> you like, I got a touchdown. I'm good for it. Because as a defense, you're thinking to myself, okay, dang, we just messed up now. In years prior to this, if I gave this touchdown up, it's pretty much that, a wrap. It. But if, I, if Deshaun go back out there, march it back down the field and score, oh, we back. We oh, back. this is a new we, year. Right we, oh, let's get a stop. Let's get him the ball back. And, if you get, and, if you, and don't let you get the ball back to him. And, and he's going to score again. So that's why it's imperative that Deshaun Watson plays in at least two of the four preseason I'm games. With you. First, the, not the first one. The Hall of Fame game, okay. I get it. Don't he don't need to play Hall, that you know one or the last game. one? DTR is gonna ball out. We're gonna hear Monty <laughs> oh Bates. Oh my God! DTR, back in the future. Well, he's just Deshaun out well, of well, here. It's Josh Dobbs. It's Josh Dobbs season. We gotta have a package. I need a double quarterback direct snap package. No, but the game game two of the preseason, he needs to play a quarter. Starters need to play a quarter. Game three, they need to play the halftime. That's what it needs to be. That's the old school way. Dude. That's that's the I, way it goes. I need them, listen, I need them. See, the, and I'm scared about this because they got too many injury prone dudes. Like Conklin is not going to be playing like that. Like all all preseason. Jed Wills got bad ankles. He's a not qu- going to play like that. He can play a quarter. He can play two quarters. If you, you can play 17 games, you can play a quarter. That's what I'm saying. A quarter? A I, quarter? I need, of, I, I need them to play. You only A quarter's like two, maybe three seasons. I need them to play. It's like, it's like what, 12 snaps? That, yeah. that, and that's why I don't I like I think the you're missing the point. Like, no, no, it ain't no, that no. long. That's why I be, like, I be hating the quarters <laughs> because you get out there and then somebody else want to throw screens on the other team for, and take the whole second quarter up. Now you're looking around like, bro, we only saw four or five plays. So you want to put them on a play count? No, I need to at least see him. I want to see him 15, 20 plays. Okay, so you put him on the play count. Yeah, that's 15, what I just 20. said. Yeah, 15, 20. I don't think that's that's because what if the first drive is 10 plays? Then you're good. That's it. Sit down. Ten play drive look like points. I listen. That smell like points. The, the the what we came up with is it can't be what it's been in the past. You can't. No. You cannot. I know you want to rest the bodies, and it's 17 games is a long game. I get that, but it's so much at stake on on the table this year that you have no choice. But to go all out on this thing, like I say, bye week is week five, so you go hit the reset button, and it's the last. 
12, 13 games you got to worry about, but you got to address that when you get, you need to at least be employed when it's out of you get now, to that. Now, you be okay? For me, I'd be okay if Amari Cooper is coming out surgery. I don't need to see him and, D, him and D what doing they running routes right now. What are you talking well, about? Gotta play them. Yeah, they, I just got an alert <laughs> from Bleacher Report he talking got, about how they running routes. Yeah, he got to play there. Now Nick Chubb don't necessarily. Need no, to Nick play. Chubb is an exception. He don't like, he don't need to play. He don't he ain't even got to play the preseason. Um, and I'll be good. I wouldn't I Betonio. I wouldn't even I don't need to see Petonio play. Well, you need to protect your quarterback. That's true. Unless you and really, unless you really want to get him some uh, pocket awareness and elusiveness. <laughs> now, can I play Nick Harris? <coughs> now, Nick Harris is a, a starting level. You need to play Nick Harris. Yeah, Nick Harris, DeWan Jones. Who's, needs the, to play? who's the starting center right now? By the, by, by the way, that. by the yeah. way, this is going to be a theme, and y'all keep the producers. Y'all understand this right now. There's some names, receivers, and offensive linemen that are not going to make this team. <laughs> they got a bunch of linemen that have played for the Browns. Some of them see when, when Ethan Poaches came back. Now you have Nick Harris who, who could play a little bit of guard, but you got your five that will make the team right the five. Now, how many how many linemen do you think that they will carry into camp or through in the season? <laughs> in the season? I, I, At least not. I think Michael Dunn makes it because he's versatile and can play multiple spots. Okay, so that's six. Nick Harris. I'm not sure if he can play guard or not. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if he's big enough to play guard. Well, how big is he? What's his size? He played guard. He got to be at least he played guard a little bit the, that he, last year, the year before. He was drafted with the idea of a center guard, but yeah. I, I'm not sure internally oh. that they view him as. Okay, so guard. you like Michael Dunn? You got James Hudson at left tackle. James Hudson sustained. Hudson stands. He's so, so oh, he got cooked again. Yeah, yeah, he did. They should redshirt him. They should they should redshirt him against Pittsburgh. So that's so two years you, in a row. You've already got Michael Dunn. You got James Hudson at seven. Now, if you you skipping over Nick Nick Harris as a maybe, you, now I you think got Harris is a maybe. Drew Forbes, who's played a little bit here, and then you got Dewan Jones. Now they they picked Dewan Jones. Dewan Jones here. is on this team. So that's eight right there. They picked him in. They picked Nick. Uh, I mean, not Nick. It may uh, come down to Forbes or Dunn. What's the center from Old State? Uh, but they got Luke Whippler. Luke oh, Whippler. Yeah. Luke Whippler. Yeah. What, what was he? A sixth round, seventh round? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, ain't, he could be pre-squad. But, I, but, but, it, but it depends on how they view Nick Harris. Harris. If Nick Harris can do play swing the guard, right. then he would just serve as a center. Now, they gave some guaranteed money, I believe, to uh, the gossip guy, uh, Martin West, or West Martin, excuse me, um, Tyrone Wheatley Jr. is at the other tackle. I actually forgot about Forbes when yeah. I said Michael Dunn. I yeah. think it's probably in either or between those guys. So they got a couple guys that name brands that, that we know there. Then you look at the receivers. This is to me is like <laughs> the craziest part. You got you got Amari Cooper, you got Donovan Peoples Jones, you got Elijah Moore. There's three right there. Tillman they just drafted. That's four. Goodwin probably make it as five. But then you get here, Jakeem. Uh, Jakeem this Brand. is where this is why I just said David Bell better come on out and do something. Well, I, I don't. I got yelled at before because I, I don't think Jakeem Grant's making this team. He's not. He's not. I because they. Because where he, were you when I was getting a he, He's a he's a he's a kick returner. Yeah, yeah. They just got rid of kick returns. He's a punt returner. DPJ just took one to the house, and he's trying to get paid. How many receivers? Technique. When you. When you were and on top of that, you still got Demetric Felton. So if DPJ can't right. do it, Felton is still there. I, and he I'm, plays service as a running back. How many? Go ahead. Six. So you you think six quarter six receivers? It's always six. 
They could squeeze a seven. No, nah, then you six. getting rid of a tight end. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on six. I think it's six. Well, in that case, I mean, P squad is open and there is no age restriction no more. I, I, Let's I, run through the six. Omari so, Cooper, Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Cedric Tillman. That's four. Good one. Good one. Good one is five. David Bell. Probably David Bell. David Bell will be a six. And so, who are we leaving out of that? Schwartz. Schwartz Yant, Grant. Jalen Darden. Um, Foley, Grant, not, not Foley. What, Michael Woods is Woods. on IR. Dalen Baldwin will get cut. Mike Hart, Hartley Jr. Hartley, wasn't it Hartley? Right? Mike Hartley Jr. Yeah. And uh, Rashawn Henry. Now, that means, all right. Well, is you keeping Felton now, as a running back or receiver? Running back. He's a running back. Because you can. Because the worst case scenario, he can still play the slot. That that's why I says when you when you're versatile and you can play multiple positions, that's what make you more valuable yep. at the next level. So, yep. but don't forget. P squad is still open like a Mike Hartley can still play P squad. Michael Woods can play P squad. All these people can play P squad. And you can I think what is it like 12 people now? They just pumped it up. I don't remember. Yeah, it's like before. yeah, it's like 14 people can play or be on your practice. And then on top of that, now they got the quarterbacks where you can have two on the roster and one as an emergency. So you got three. So all three of them can make it. Yeah, quite kept the defensive line room is a little more crowded than we thought it is. You talked about Hurst. You talked about Hill. Um, now you look, you got young guys, so I and they still got Jordan Elliott penciled in here. You know what? I'm gonna have to talk to y'all about that. But anyway, <laughs> he gonna have to show it. Like it, that. To, I don't, I don't necessarily believe he's just starting, but I do think he'll make the team. Jordan Elliott, yeah, he'll make the team. You gotta have at least two or three D. Th- uh, you gotta, so well, see, that's the thing because Zadarius is playing D tackle. So so, so, so how how many how many do you think D linemen make this roster? Usually it's like six. So six? Usually like six, like five or six. Oh oh, D tackle. You said D tackle. You talking about D tackle or D line? I'm including all of the all, positions. All all D line. Yeah, ends and tackles. How many they keep? I think you, higher than six. It gotta be higher than yeah, six. It's like. Eight. Yeah. Eight. So if you, yeah. you need eight. A, you need a pair for each one. So <laughs> Miles Garrett, uh, Jordan Elliott, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, Zadarius Smith. So that's four right yeah. there. Now the ends, they draft draft the, the ends. They got Alex Alex Wright from last year. So he's a third round pick. I don't know if they want to <laughs> cut him. I, I, they not. Siaki Ika is a, he's second, a he's third a, round he pick. He ain't he's going a, nowhere. He's, he's here. Maurice Hurst. They have him penciled in. That's a good one. And. Uh, uh, Oboe is the other one. Now that if you that's can, eight, that's eight right there. So, but they got McGuire too, who they drafted. So they what got you, Isaiah what? Thomas, Ooh. Tristan Hill, mm. Perion Winfrey, <laughs> and Isaiah McGuire. And, and Tommy Togi, I don't forget. And Togi. keep going. He'd be selling insurance. Sure, uh, <laughs> Tommy Togi, they got a um, you know Sam Kamara. These are just down the line. Lonnie yeah. Phelps. These these look like camp bodies. Um, but listen, bro, that whole that third stanza I just kicked out. It's gonna be interesting. That detail, who, whoever making you got you this the way this preseason is, you gotta get some sacks or you gotta be getting TFLs or something. Isaiah Thomas, period. I like his skill. Tristan Hill is a guy because he can be. A, Isaiah Thomas made this roster because of his. And Isaiah McGuire just got picked. So my thing is. I mean, I named 12 guys. Four of them can't make this roster. Well, what, and, I, what I like about everything that we're talking about is that they did exactly what you needed to do. You need to bring in stiff competition because competition makes players rise above. There isn't, There will be no grayer. You either going to make it or you ain't. You're either better than that guy or you're not. And they probably put it to where, like, that's the dude that you're going against right there. It's probably black and white. You got to beat him for your spot. 
and now you got you going out there on game day. Now it makes the preseason more interesting. It's more intense. There's more stuff on the line. That's what I liked as an undrafted guy right there because it was intense. It, it, it the pre the season come around. I might not play because I'm on special teams, but during the preseason, I'm trying to be all pro in the preseason because you that's the only way you're gonna make the roster. Yeah. It's it's it, it it does scare me as I look at this. The cupboards are stocked on those positions. They be stocked well. <laughs> But uh, these backers, it's the same old saying. You got, I'm, I'm worried about my old state secondary guys, man. They got, they got some undrafted guys. Walker, like, Phillips, Taki Taki, and that's it. What you think about Phillips, though? Like, it, like Phillips has been hurt. I know that Phillips is that. highly productive when he's healthy. He just he has brain farts and no then awareness. he and then he yeah he brain he got brain farts and then he get hurt but when the game he came in when uh what was it Pittsburgh or Cincinnati he came, Cincinnati yeah like 12, 15, 12 tackles or something like that it was something ridiculous yeah. but then he'd go next week and don't do anything he just yeah. his consistency not good and he just I, be sometimes just tripping I don't know he, you but know, he, when he when he on and he locked in, you got to really dumb down what his responsibility is. Like you, he can't think about nothing else. He just I need I to would, know this is what I got. No matter what they come out in, no matter what pieces sit, move, it need to be a, just this. You can see that about a few of the guys. Well, Jok <laughs> <laughs> needs to be. They need to stop putting him in, at will to put him at the Sam and let him be the athletic guy that he is. Be in space, come off the edge, drop in coverage or drop the buzz, and, and be able to play that that hook or that that corner route. Like that's where he needs to be utilized. Y'all keep trying to put him in the box, and Dequell points out how his footwork ain't good. You can't cross over in the box. You got to shuffle, and then you got to just go on the lateral movement. He ain't, he's not strong enough to use his hands. So when they get up on him, he's a, he's potentially He's basically a safety. Once a lineman make contact with a safety, you ain't getting off of that. So it's like die. You got to fix the D tackles. Hopefully that they never touch him. He don't use his hands to get off. So it's just like sometimes I got I got a question. I think I've asked you this before. When it comes to Jock and Taki Taki, I think you know you feel like that they're both have been playing out of position. Yeah, they need to flip them. Actually play other positions. They play well. How do you work that out when when you re-sign an Anthony Walker and then you got a Jacob Phillips coming back off of uh, injury, but you've seen Taki Taki and Jock actually play better in other linebacker roles? Well, you, what you do is you hire Tyvis Powell and you listen to me when I tell you where they should be playing at because I just, like I said, I only played four years in the league, but I've been playing football for about 19, 18, 19 years, so I kind of know a thing or two. But – uh. When it when it comes to the signing, you pretty much know who you got. I mean, Anthony Walker <coughs> will be the starter of this team because of the respect that he has for his peers, because of the work that he puts in. But he has to come in there and he has to show that that injury didn't handicap him. In I wouldn't way. play him. I don't, no, I, I, he I, has to show it at some point because you you paid him to come back. He got to go out there. You got to be confident to know that this guy won. It's it's just a couple of ways you could be the starting linebacker. You got to know that playbook inside and out. I'm talking about if the D tackle is a shade off, you got to be able to get him in place. You got to be a coach on the field. There we go. Two, you got to have your instincts should be out of this world. You should be looking at the formation at the play from your film study. You should be telling everybody this is what's about to happen. You, if you can do that, that keeps you there. Or three, you better be the most athletic, 
linebacker in the history I, of the I, game that you can run around. You can go underneath blocks, stuff that you shouldn't do. Go underneath blocks, but still chase the ball down. That's the three ways that you should be able to make. He's he, not doing the third one. No, so he better that, do the one third one's not happening. He, he got anymore. one or two. I, I, to me, he's the most important non-superstar in the team. Like, if he gets hurt again, we are finished. You talking about Anthony Walker? Yes, he cannot get hurt. Like, no, it's not. It, it's not that. It's just I need his. We, I need him our, out there. our linebacker position. They got to get smarter. That's just what it is. I don't they, know if you they, can do that they, at twenty five. No, you got to study the game. <laughs> like either you got you that did, or you don't. You have to demand that these these guys watch tape, study it, give you a full report of what happened. When formations come out, they should have a great idea of what's coming. Run game and pass game. Linebacker is hard because you got to know both what's going to happen in the run and you got to know what's going to happen in the pass game. You got to be able to alert these guys and let them know don't, what's coming. But if you, you ain't talking, it? if you ain't saying nothing, then you you just playing the play. You react. Don't you feel like that? I feel like you tell me this. I feel like a lot of what you do as a safety, a lot of what you do as a linebacker is instinctual. Yes, but you should know you got to have an idea. Now you do have to have an idea. I need to have an like for me what like when I play, I study so much tape that when I was out there, I see information come out. Now granted, I only had to worry about the past because I was playing in the secondary. When information came out, I can say, hey, this is the concept they're running. You need to know when, when they go against your defensive scheme, whatever we in, we in cover two, cover one, cover three, whatever we in, what do they show? Because the, the quarterback know what you're in. What do they show when they see this coverage? What is the route combinations that we getting out of this formation when they see this coverage? When we in cover one, they beat, they're running man beaters. So they're going to run rub routes if they're in a bunch or something like that. You should know exactly what it is. The secondary should be able to talk about it. Hey, we going to lock up the point. We're going to in and out the outside. Or if it's a stack, hey, I'm going to take the guy in the back. You're going to take the guy in the front. What do they run out of stacks? That's what you should know. If but, you don't know that, then I, I don't know what else you got but, going on. But that's that safety. At linebacker, you got pass and run. That's what I'm saying. It's but, tough. But here's the thing. Like, we keep talking about linebacker responsibilities. It's been made very clear. In Jim Schwartz's system, the linebacker is the least important position. Yes, it's up front and it's in the back. Correct. So what is different about Jim's position? Because he does he does a great job with his D line to running these stunts and stuff that it calls up a lot of the holes. Just cause chaos. Yeah. Up front. Yes. So the, what what they can't what the offense can't account for is one of your D linemen or one of their offensive linemen getting completely beat. If they get beat, like. There's nothing we can do. You could draw it up in any way, mm -hmm. but if your D lineman is winning and getting in the backfield, that causes chaos. Not a running back is stopping his feet, which then allows the linebackers to get the flow or stuff like that. Yeah. Like that's what Jim Swartz harps on is that he gonna cause so much chaos on the D line that it's gonna erase a lot of mistakes that happen. So now linebackers are free because if they they can't double team this D lineman because he's in the backfield. So now you're taking two guys essentially the linebackers free. You get what I'm saying? Like that's type of stuff. Well, we'll be. I'll be interested to see what it's going to be. I, I think one reason, Jason, even though this is a preseason, it will be interesting. I think even more interesting than basketball is because the Browns do have depth now, and now you're going to see some of these camp battles that could be interesting, especially when you got the whole team and they cut you at once. Um, we're going to we're going to see a lot of guys getting some playing time, and hopefully, we get to see Sean Watson uh, in the rest of the offense. Earl, uh, let's get to our next topic. All right, so we, we tried to get to this yesterday, but we couldn't, um, and we got the perfect panel for this conversation. So Northwestern head coach uh, Pat Fitzgerald was fired amid a hazing scandal. Uh, there's two current Cleveland uh, Browns that played for Coach Fitzgerald, and one of them being Greg Newsom. 
you know, he took the Twitter to defend his former head coach, but then quickly deleted it. Now, some players are saying, you know, some of the things that's being or some of the allegations about some of the things that's happened. Some players are saying I've never seen things like that. Other players are saying, no, these things did happen. Uh, from what I understand, Fitzgerald was supposed to be suspended for about four games and then swiftly he was fired. So what's you all's thoughts on this entire situation? Uh, I think it's a wild situation to begin with. I mean, you know, the hazing thing like that. Some of the reports of what the hazing was was very questionable. Um, I'm not for that at all. I, I wouldn't say that there's any racism that goes on at Northwestern, but like I said, I'm not in Northwestern, so I can't really speak exactly what they got going on there. But, you know, I understand, because I was in a situation like that when with Ohio State. You know, Coach, Coach Meyer and Ohio State got accused of doing some racist stuff. And what I learned is, like, my experience, though, like, G News experience at Northwestern might not necessarily be the same as whoever went through it. It's two totally different experiences. So, some things happen that you might not hear about. You know, it's a lot. It's it's 85 guys on scholarships plus walk on. So it's a lot of people. Different things happen to different people. So you never know everything that happens. Um, but I will say that, you know, Pat Fitzgerald always stood, came out as a stand up guy. You know, he was a guy that, you know, you thought would be there forever. And, you know, I, it could be some one of those things that he maybe he didn't know what was going on. You know, it, it could be possibly that he I, like I say it's a whole bunch of guys that you're trying to watch over. So some things could slip into the cracks. But, you know, when you become aware of those things, pause, I know it's <laughs> don't look at me like that. Stop. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> you took a good moment and just ruined it. <laughs> he no, actually, looked over his glasses. No. I, while he was doing that, I was reading this story in the Ringer, right? And I didn't, I didn't know what was, I, I didn't know everything that was I alleged. I told you yesterday, but man. no, it was, it was even crazier when you write it and see it. Like, yeah, it down, yeah, it was some, it. it's some wild stuff going like, on, nah, and I was just like, no, nah. yeah. So yeah, like I say, I, I say all that to say, you know, if he, he had somebody had to take the fall for it. And unfortunately, he had to be the one, you know, you can't it's not something that could get swept under the rug when it's, you know, guys coming out saying that these this hazing happened or this racism happened. Those are big allegations and somebody has to take the fall for him. And that's just he just had to be the guy. Northwestern had the Northwestern had the first opportunity on this because it came to them. They did their own investigation and either they dropped the ball in the investigation or they were trying to sweep it under the rug. And, and I don't know what the answer is on that. But they had ample time to look into this. And they do the Friday news dump of he's going to be suspended for two weeks. And then all of a sudden, all these former players start talking to the student newspaper. So was it a, was it a sham of investigation? How did you not uncover some of this stuff? And, and that's the part where I guess I'm struggling. The allegations are really bad. Yeah, it's terrible. Really <laughs> but then I saw a report today about one of the players saying he wanted to get Fitzgerald fired. So... When, when you have all of this time as a university to look into this and to investigate this and come out with your findings and then completely pivot 48 hours later, 72 hours later, and go completely to the other extreme, something isn't lining up here. And I'm putting it back on the university of what kind of investigation did you really do and how deeply did you really look into this? Uh, it's, it's an unfortunate situation. Fitzgerald is an institution there, obviously, having played there. He was the face of the university, really, mm -hmm. in so many ways. And now for this stuff to come out, I, don't, I think this is just the beginning. This is going to wind up in courts. Oh, there will yeah. be lawyers involved. 
and I don't know that we necessarily have all of the information. So I just hold on tight because I think this is going to get wild. Because this, this, this is a story in the ringer, and this, this hit different when I looked at it because I didn't. <laughs> as a football player, you never really think of these terms. He said, "A whistleblower in the 2022 Wildcats described hideous things." Uh, uh, the Daily Northwestern, among them, players were punished with uh, gang dry humping. Yeah. On field for making mistakes. Freshmen were made to perform naked drills like bear crawls or quarterback center exchanges. It's done under this smoking mirror of, oh, this is team bonding, but no, that is, this is sexual abuse. Okay, the players one say. second. Have you ever heard of this? Never. No. Never. No, that's what I, I have said. never seen. You said so. You tell we me. We had to get up and minute. sing. Wait a minute. We had to get up and sing. If you like, what you that, telling me is, it, they, they in the middle of practice or drills with coaches standing around, that they allowed that to go. No, on? I don't think it was during practice. No, it, no, it wasn't, it wasn't in the middle of practice. It wasn't in the middle of practice. So they, this is like some off-season training stuff. The, the the investigation summary notes uh, that the whistleblowers' accounts were largely supported by the evidence. She wrote in a statement: Eleven current or former football players, student athletes acknowledged that hazing had been going on within the program almost the entire time that uh, Fitzgerald had been a coach. Now look. If that is uns, if you talk about the only time I can think about that jumping off is you know how you're doing, basically in, in college, hmm. you don't see your coaches all year round. No, you with the strength and conditioning coach. Yes, that's what like, I'm saying. You, you with the strength team, like you, the coaches be off recruiting, doing yep. whatever. They, you can't have organized practices, but you get together with your group or whatever you would lift it. That you got to lift the schedule and, and all that good stuff. So maybe this might be some stuff that they doing outside of it. But when you start talking about like sexual assault type stuff, like if people doing stuff naked, that's going to come back. That's, on but who that's, was supervising but that. that's what that's my point right there. Who's like the strip coach usually is standing out there. Yeah, yeah. Are you telling Multiple. me that y'all are getting naked in the middle of a workout? And humping each other. And by the way, and he just sitting there, just, twirl, and, just and, was twirling his Swiss whistle. That that's wild to me. And he didn't get fired. Only one guy got. That's fired. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that I, that he's the one. I'm confused. <laughs> like when I heard that, I said, "Whoa, what time are y'all?" Dri-? And because there's other people in the facility, it, you you may it's, have it's it's trainers, coaches, yeah, it's, it's coaches, teams, everybody's it's, there. It's like lacrosse <laughs> could be doing. It ain't like the football team is is secluded. Like you gotta literally be outside with other groups of people that will see this and be like, "What are y'all doing?" But in the initial reporting, in the initial story by the Northwestern Student Newspaper, which as a journalism guy, bravo to you guys! I don't know how he got story to here. Incredible. Uh, but in the original reporting, Fitzgerald, according to the piece, made the made the reference or made the the stance that signaled. This guy needs to get dry humped because he just screwed up. Yeah, it, it was the wild, the wildcat way, or they said there was different things. That I, just made if it that's like the that case, was what it was. I, I don't. And, know. And they got was, some news. They got some 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 crazy stuff going on at Northwestern. At right Northwestern now. of that, all, yeah, like right. I believe it at Ohio State. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, no, no. I'm just no, saying don't. because we the, don't roll like that. No, I'm just saying because <laughs> the, of the, the stature clock. of the football <clears> program, I would believe that would go on at Ohio State before I'd believe that would go on at freaking Northwestern. It's, it's them, Northwestern. It's them nerdy ones. That's the ones you got to watch out for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, look, I just think the, the nerdy ones be wild, man. I, I just think and, and, I, I, I don't play I, it. No, I, I don't play like that. So I, I, I play that no very story program, right? Like 
I just feel like when you look at it, the situation, like with the, the Bobby Bowdens or even that old guard where you had the Bobby Bowdens and you had the Joe Paternos and even even a certain extent at Ohio State when, you know, Urban was there and he had to think with his, his position coaches and stuff. The issue is sometimes when you get to these institutions, like you are, they are secluded. They are the top of the food chain. And sometimes I, I can't say that they get lazy, but what starts happening is if you Ryan Day or you somebody like that, yeah, like I can understand for you saying I, I don't know what happened. I'm trying to beat Michigan, like I'm like I'm I'm y'all well, on my ass for that. Of course. I don't got no time to be like you know those are things that I could I could see to where coaches is like I don't know nothing about that. Well, according to Steve Steve Becker said that no coaches they said no coaches was around for when this all took place, but I just I don't get it. I, I don't get that. I don't know why people even play around like that. Wouldn't you if 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 it happened to you, wouldn't you go to someone? If it yeah. happened, to, if it happened, right. listen, put like, the camera on me, Steve. I'm gonna tell you right. If it happened to me, we would have known about this a long time ago because it would have said Tyvis Powell is going to jail. That's what it would have <laughs> said. Because I don't play like he done that. He'd killed somebody. Yeah, killed I don't that play boy. like that. He beat the brakes <laughs> off that boy. I'm just saying, if you're a freshman and this is happening to you, wouldn't you go to somebody, your positional coach, somebody? That ain't that ain't. I, that doesn't fly with me like that. That that's not because good because that means you foster an atmosphere where you can't. Some people when they take and drop their kids off to schools, they believe that they are almost of a parent status. Like I, I'm, I'm giving you my child to teach mold. And I got him to 18. Can you get him to 24? Yeah. Right. So we can get take this. But my thing is, if ain't nobody coming forward, and I don't understand why there is not a conscious effort to be like. Let me let me just learn from this guys. If I catch you, if I even hear you whispering about it, there's certain things we're not even going to talk about it. I will get rid of you. Deion Sanders style. I got the Louie coming. He took he made getting rid of people the easiest in the well, world. I mean, now. that's that's what urban did urban signature for on the very first meet. There will be no hazing here. We don't do that around here. I don't we don't condone that. If you haze somebody, you are about of here. And it was simple. Nobody that's why nobody ever did nothing like that. So it's wild to even hear this story. Hey, hey, a few things, few few points for me on this. You know, if I'm a parent and you are as a you as a coach have came and sat in my living room and you want me to entrust my 17, 18 year old son to you, and then he gets to your program and have to go through some of these things, I would be highly pissed off because you've done all of this. You spent all this time and energy trying to get me and my family to, you know, on board with trusting you with my child. And then things like this happen. And then the other part me and McNuggets was talking about, you know, he claims that he didn't have any knowledge and the independent study shows the same thing. But you know what? As a head coach, you need to know what's going on with your program because we've seen so many other examples across the college football landscape of, you know, head coaches being fired with the whole, well, I didn't know. Ignorance is not an excuse ever. Ultimately, you're right. Ultimately, it falls on you. It's your program. That's why, and that's why I started off by saying, even if he didn't know, somebody got to take the fall for it, I, and you but will be the one. And I understand the timing, like it's it's July. See, right, we're I mean, going. Preseason, I mean, they camp starting like a week, but two the weeks. fact that he's the only one and everybody else is there is a little odd, isn't it? It's a little yeah. odd. Now I understand, like trying to replace an entire 
coaching staff at this point may be difficult to do, but it's just odd to me that he goes and everybody else stays. I, if it's a culture problem, well, your culture's still there. Yeah. I, I'm, I would, I, I'm leaning aside to Jason. I, I don't know what they did. I think if they was trying to hurry up and do running sham investigation to say everything was cool. But when you start talking, I'm telling you, I don't know why y'all people did. When you start talking about any sort of nakedness, you in trouble. That don't even like just saying it right here on the tape. That don't even sound crazy. Because now people go. I'm trying to figure out. Now. We playing football. Why? Tyvis, For what reason? Tyvis, listen, there's guys, the Michigan State dude, there's the Ohio State wrestling thing. Like, People is going to jail now. That ain't no like. That's what I'm trying to tell regular, you. Regular, like think about it. You, it well, forget whistleblowing. It would have been. See, look at the doctor that was just stabbed in prison. Yeah. yeah the, oh yeah, the, the dude who had, took advantage of the them Olympic athletes. And, and so they're not gonna play with you. And your, to what you said, they only got one coach gone. They should have preemptively been like, well, listen, the whole, the whole all staff, y'all gotta go. The whole situation gotta get wiped down because. There will be class action lawsuits like those 11 players. Uh, there, they, if there's 11, there might be 12, 13, 14. I need that. I need the full story. To this come is out. crazy. That's why I, I always I try not to comment on no like cases or whether somebody did or something or not. I could know you and you could be perfectly great with me. We can have a great rapport for sure. But if you got a case, I'll speak to you independently. And, and, and support, but I can't jump out the window and be like he had nothing to do. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't know, I don't know about that yet. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Greg Newsom too. You, yeah. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I was like, yeah, let me delete that real quick. <laughs> yeah. so, like, that never happened. I, 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 I wonder who got to him. <laughs> no, it, you know what? It reminded when he did what? that. It reminded me of uh, <laughs> what's the dude Matt Barnes when he did the Udoka thing. He, oh yeah, yeah. He yeah, went yeah, on yeah. there and was like, he would never do that, and then he came out and said, <laughs> you know what? I was wrong. I actually thought of Udoka the other day because the Boston players to this day defiantly support him. Like I when they came. Udoka was about to get hired by Brooklyn when the Celtics were in town. I went and I talked to him. I talked to Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown especially was very vocal in their support of, of Udoka. These guys that get around him every day and, and they – I understand why Greg wanted to support his guy because I saw it with Boston too mm-hmm. and Udoka. Yeah. I, they, somebody – somebody. But hey, to your point, your experiences is, is, aren't the that's same. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah, yeah you wanna, and, and somebody being from Northwestern, somebody would have like, listen – these don't look good. If you say that, and then all of a sudden they have an investigation 10 years down the line, the internet is undefeated. They'll come back and say, you were, su- you were supporting that behavior. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they trust me. I, they listen, Jason is the, the, he's the compliance guy. He tells you what you should not say on Twitter all the time. He'd be telling you, don't tweet that dog. <laughs> stay away from this story right over here. <laughs> My, yeah, I'm going to just stay away from that dog. Earl. All right, moving on. So the all-star break is came and went. Uh, the Guardians are sitting at 500. 
half game over the Minnesota Twins for first place in the AL Central. The conversation that we've had a lot over the last couple months is what to do with Shane Bieber. Now, his last five games, he got a 5.2 ERA. Uh, he's getting hit all over the place. His last start, he gave up nine hits to the Kansas City Royals. Is it finally time to trade Shane Bieber? And if so, how much value do, does he still have? <laughs> well, we talked about it before, and for me, the answer hasn't changed. Yeah, you have to trade him now. The value is only going to diminish. And I think your, your benefit from the fact that you have two years of postseason control, that helps the value. He owed three in the last and, yeah, I mean, those numbers are awful. <laughs> but, and and the, the fa- it's a supply and demand issue, and there's just not going to be that many starters available. So I think now is maximizing the value, and this is an organization that always maximizes the value in, in their guys. So I, I think he is going to be dealt. Um, certainly you'd like to see him pitching better. Like I said, you have to take this up to the deadline to create more interest, and I still think that's the case. But, gosh, you really need a couple good starts out of him when is the here deadline? in July, July 31st. Oh, so it's coming. It's coming. Oh, yeah. oh, I don't know. Was yeah, that he's quick? got what three starts left? 19 days. He's got three, maybe four starts left before the deadline. You really want to see him pitch well. And it's complicated by the fact of the McKenzie injury. Uh, that certainly yeah. doesn't make it any easier. Yeah. Uh, but, but it ain't like he. It's a difficult choice either way. There it ain't no like he. Answer. He's zero three in the last game, so it's not like he's pitching better than a lot of people anyway. Well, and and the numbers have been down for a couple of years with him. And whether it's the sticky stuff, whether it's the shoulder injury he had a couple of years ago, <laughs> the sticky stuff. No one really knows <laughs> That's what's wrong what with happened to the, to the velocity drop uh, or where it came from, but his his margins are so thin. I mean, Shane was pitching well early in the year mm-hmm. despite not having great velocity, but his margin for error is so small and we've seen that here in these last couple of starts, but I still think Listen, it, it's his value is only going to go down from here because of the the fact that you lose an extra year postseason control. That matters a lot. That makes a significant difference. We talked about it before. They traded Bauer with two years left to control. They traded Clevenger with, I think, three years left to control. They're not afraid to move these guys. They were in first place, eighteen games over five hundred when they traded Bauer, and and I just well, I, I Bauer, think that this is uh, Bauer. Bauer, the there was he some threw personality. The ball. Oh yeah, <laughs> once but, he threw that ball over there, well, the decision to trade him, I think, was made before that. But certainly that didn't help matters. Any Clevenger had the issue, the COVID issue, where he and Plesac broke uh, curfew. Yeah. <laughs> so there were some personality things with those guys that Shane doesn't have. But it still comes down to the control and the two years of control. And, and I think these are the, the last days of Shane and Cleveland. Man, you know, the, the, the Guardians as, as a whole, you know, they're like, um, I've switched my focus. They're like, um, they're like the college girlfriend. They're, the, they're like the college girlfriend in March. Graduate in April, like you're like, mm, well, I, I mean, would it be? Might as well ride it out. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not just gonna break up with you in like February, like, like you know. But you know, you know, you got your little internship That's in the funny, summer. Yeah. She's moving away. You, like you act like you're gonna work it out. Like, it, it's not like you're right. gonna leave on bad terms, but you don't really have any expectations. Yeah. And so you're just enjoying yourself. You you just enjoying each other's company to the end of inevitable happens where. She either starts waking up at nine o'clock in the morning, going to work. You start moving over to another place, and then you, you by that point in time, y'all both got regular jobs. One of y'all gonna stop lifting weights, stop looking cute, and then somebody gonna upgrade and somebody gonna take L. That's the Guardians for me. If they look at, if you look at Shane Bieber, I'm like, that's that's my college girl. What am I gonna What am I gonna trade for? 
I mean, I could get something for it. Yeah, you better get some type of bag. I get a little something. I get a little stick. No, but you got to get one. That, if you trade them, but is it that's gonna, the only but thing. But is it going to be a crazy bag? No, it's not going to be. It ain't a crazy, crazy bag. I just want to shrink myself and crawl in your head for 30 seconds to see what goes on in there. Some of the stuff you come up with <laughs> it's, it's crazy, is right? wild. It is, but no, like, <laughs> it's that's a great analogy, though. <laughs> it was a great analogy. <laughs> it's like, yo, I'm not, you know, that, that I, I don't work myself up over the Guardians. It's like, okay, you like, hey, you know, if we work out, we go on a date or something. That's fine. Like we never go on. Like so you, I, so you indifferent about the trade. At this point, I don't think. See, McKenzie going down messed if, up everything. It, it messed up everything. It, it, it's it, an impact. It for sure is an impact. But the thing is, I, but Savali's uh, pitching well. Gavin yeah, Williams yeah, is the real yeah. deal, Bobby. You're you're counting on young guys yeah. to carry a heavy load. I just load. don't want Cal in the rotation. Load, and that heavy load when you get to like September, October. You that now you telling me you gotta have Gavin Williams, Bybee, you gotta, and you gonna have Cal Clown. No, <laughs> no, we not. No, well he's in the red. No, no he, you're, he, counting, on, you're no. counting on Savali. No, so Savali got it. So now you counting on uh, he's a well Savali's what a it's, three? It's putting a lot of. I mean Gavin Williams very well maybe your game one starter. That's crazy. It it is, but you're looking you at all, the long term health of the franchise. Yeah, I need to cut this. Y'all act like they're going to win the World Series this year, whether he stay or go anyway. No, and, and that's part of the reason <laughs> so why I think. So go ahead. And that's part of the reason why I think. But I think they are a playoff team. They're going to make it anyway. Okay, so Ga- Gavin Williams is your game one starter. That's fine. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, your, your college girlfriend, she dressed up. She good. That's go, fine. Yeah. Go to the we, graduation it ain't party. Like, it's not like we went in the World Series yeah. this year. You might as well get a stick for him and have somebody <laughs> in the rotation. You might as well go meet Aunt Ida for the graduation party. Like, y'all going to be there. Because I'm like Jason now. I'm trying to get inside your head. So it's Shane Bieber, like the he he basically like the girl that let let themselves go. He'd have been in this relationship so wrong. He started to just let us up. No, nah, like if he's a girl, like you was in college, you'd be like, oh, this is great, and then you start growing up, you'd be like, hold on, so I'm gonna marry you forever. We gonna be together. And, and she looking at you like, well, you was cool because you played football, but now football season's over. Football season <laughs> over, bro, and the league ain't happening. So you got to now as a man compete with the dudes out there with the business suit. Can you get that off? Mm, football, you was a, you was a minus. This business game, B minus. I can upgrade really quickly. Y'all, that's crazy. I got and then Jason, this is for you because uh, I hear this a lot on sports talk radio. For whatever reason, the St. Louis Cardinals keep coming up as a possible Them trade the partner for uh, Shane Bieber. Can you elaborate on what they have that we might want? They've got a, a surplus of outfield bats. So, which is obviously exactly what Cleveland needs. But the Cardinals, I, I haven't looked at the standings last lately, but they were so far out of it. I don't know why they would make that move. That's that's a buyer's move to make. Although you do have two years of control, so you're trading for him now, thinking I guess you come back into it next year. I think the Angels make a little bit more sense. That's a team that needs a little bit more pitching. They need. A, There's yeah. a lot of teams that need pitching, and Shane's going to wind up in Southern California. Anyway. He can't. He can't go to. Do the Padres have anything? I feel like. Outside I mean, the, of their the, three the, hitters, the Padres trade for everything. So, so is there is there a that'll be a good si- that'll be a good situation. The, the, the Dodgers still have a terrific farm system. Their farm system is loaded, and 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 I, you know, and, the, and again, we'll go back. Bauer was traded to the National League. Clevenger was traded to the National League. <laughs> Lindor and Carrasco went to the National League. They try and get these guys up out of here. So a team like the Dodgers would make sense. It's where he wants to wind up anyway. Southern California. And they have a loaded farm system and they'll trade for anybody. So, so is there a point where he's done so bad or the return value is so low that you say, screw it, I'm going to just keep him? 
No. Just for this year. Because <laughs> you revisit Be- because it in the fall. It's only going to get lower from here. Mm-hmm. Because once you get through this postseason, you're down to one year control. Now you're into a rental. And now it's now you really don't have a lot of value there. So I, I think for that reason, you got to move them now. It you, don't because matter. this organization is always about the long-term health and, and maximizing return and maximizing value. That's guys. what, listen, they need to get off of that plan and be like the Browns and the Cavs and just mortgage their future. And just fire everyone and, and every get, three And years. get Otani. Just oh, mortgage Lord. your future like everybody, like every other Cleveland team. To jump on. Just come on. You well, know what? You know what? <laughs> I would entertain that conversation if they were on pace to win 95, 96 games. Uh, and they were happening. running away with the division. No, but who's, I'm saying. Who's to if, say? That, who's to say? How many games left? If this... Who's to say they won't? If, but if this was, <laughs> if this was twenty, like in twenty sixteen, they had a feeling at the deadline, like we're in it, and they yeah. went out and they made the big move for Andrew Miller, okay, who also at the time had multiple years of control. But if you if you if you felt, I mean, they were in on the Bryce Harper talks not that long ago. Mm-hmm. So if they felt like they were one piece away and they were like could be World Series contenders, I think they might entertain that, knowing that it's a rental and they have yeah. no chance. But they're not at that point. This is a 500 team. You don't yeah. make that move he's, when you're a 500 he, he, team. He's right. See, the analogy what he was saying is if you slip up, <laughs> here we go. You yeah. slip up, and your college girlfriend actually was getting her master's, and she was graduating then. Then you looking around like, okay, well, I'm not going to this league. She got her masters. Then you you pony up at the deadline. You got to get that ring. You get that ring. You move it to the same city as her. Wherever she going, you going because who you didn't hit the jackpot. Who wants to do that? That's what you did. What are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't do that. You got out. You got the jackpot. You got the girl late and was like, Body. I'm done. I'm out of the game. What are you <laughs> talking about? I you did that. That's, that is that. Yes, this is a, that was a cold analogy because now you like, okay, I'm set up, ready to go. You that's that's the fast track. That's the I'm married at 25 to my college wife that I overhit for. I batted 333, but she didn't know I batted 250 last year. I was just hot a little bit. 260, I was like, lifetime. I batted 330 with 20 home runs, and now I'm about to get a max deal. So, so Tyvis, you, you batted your wife due to your early college career interception total, right? Yes. That's what it was. That's what it was. He got out. He's listening. He knew what it was, bro. Listen, listen. And that was cold. You're going to go home and re- analyze that. You're like, dang, he right. He, he is right. He tur- I'm talking about <laughs> it. He even turned it into me. That was the coldest one ever. I don't know what just happened. It, I, I, I lost. I got lost at the turn back re- six turns ago. Rewind that. When, when y'all go home, watch this. The fact of the matter is the Guardians have to trade Shane Bieber as the seems to be the consensus answer here. Um, whether it's it, it more likely is going to be to the National League and it should be for some bat or somebody in the outfield that can hit and provide some hitting for the Guardians. And you know what I also want to know is Oscar Gonzalez ever going to make his comeback man, back to the Guardians? Tito, man, I don't know what he did. Tito, you know, he must have, he must have not, I don't know what he did. Must not, came in last in the, in the calisthenics line or I don't know what he did. <laughs> not put his, not clean his station up at the progressive field, but he not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we may never see him again. I th- felt that for a while. Dang. They, they made he had the biggest hit in, post, in the postseason last year. And when you said that, when you said that, people was like, "Oh man, nah, what you mean?" He and I'm like, "Look, man, people will tell you how they feel about you. They'll let you know by their actions, not about what they say. If she don't answer that phone 
like the second or third time, oh, you chalk it? that up. You, yeah. She not you a friend. You a friend. Stop. Stop walking. <laughs> you a friend. Don't be walking at. Oh, I'm tired of these dudes be running around at the gym. All in front of the girls on the treadmill talking about what, how's your day today? What are you doing? Stop that small talk. Let that woman work out. She don't want to be with you. She don't like you. Shooter, Y'all shoot. Crazy. Shooter, shoot. Nah, the shooters go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Both ways. Oh. Don't go to jail for harassment. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. All right, man, to wrap this up, uh, we got to read our PCC Air Force question of the day. As always, man, I posted on the uh, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show community poll. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits. PCC Air Force is a lead manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Air Force Mm -hmm. in Eastlake, Minner, Whitcliffe, and Minerva are hiring right now. All positions are starting at $18 an hour. You get full benefit packages, paid time off, sign-up bonuses. Apply right now at precast.com slash careers to learn more. Make sure that while you're on our community tab, when you're voting on our polls, that you're subscribing to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. If you're already a subscriber, tell your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, have them tell their cousins, <laughs> have their cousins tell their kids, have their kids go to daycare and tell their friends at daycare, have those kids at daycare go home and tell their parents and see if we can get some more subscribers to the uh, hey, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Earl, did you know that? Jason should know this too. Okay. That out of all of the players at the All Star game, Otani was most excited to play with Jose. Jose. That's because he coming to Cleveland. So speaking of Cleveland, oh, is it time for the Cleveland Guardians to finally trade Shane Bieber? We had 521 votes. 75% says yes. 25% says no. And we are about a minute away from overtime. We got a pretty cool overtime for y'all today. The question is, if the Cleveland Browns can add one player to their roster between Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, who would it be? So it'll be interesting to uh, see what the panel think about this. Yeah, man, we're going to get that in, man. Listen, it's going to be decent, man. Listen, go ahead and make Otani. What, what, what do you think the pay cut got to be? How, how much of a pay cut you think he will in the day? Otani? <laughs> to come here? 300, 300 about million? About 90%. What about you? Be- do you think they would pay out 300 million? No. They're not handing out three hundred million. They're just now to a hundred million dollars. Do they even have a hundred million in the bank? Not anymore. They just gave away two two hundred million. Two hundred million dollars. This is a shame. This is a damn shame. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.